So thank you for coming to our Sunday morning Bhagavatam class, uh, February 6th, 2000 and, oh my God, already 22? How'd that happen? I guess it is 2022. Um, yes. So, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. So today we're beginning with verse 1, 15, 14, which goes as follows. Yad bandava so so uh, the next several verses are very much uh, military verses, battle scenes, Arjun. Arjun is Kshatri, and of course, this is these verses are elaborate. These very poetic Sanskrit verses spoken by Arjun. His he's remembering all the glory that he experienced with Krishna, <clears throat> and uh, nowadays, of course. Uh, there are movies and movies where against odds, you know, some hero or heroine against great odds defeats all the enemies, you know, beats up or kills all the bad people, sort of, you know, like how could he, he or she possibly do that? But they do. And so it's a very popular genre. It's a very popular, I mean, a lot of the movies are of that type involving battle scenes or just, yeah, a hero or heroine having to fight their way out of a very, very impossible, dangerous situation. So here we have that. I mean, here we have that. It's just if somehow or other it can, it, it's presented. Of course, this is, this is the Bhagavatam. So these are beautiful Sanskrit verses. Of course, they have to be translated. And uh, so let's see what this verse says and tries, I mean, sort of keep in mind the types of violent <laughs> battle movies that are, are so popular nowadays. Uh, so Arjun begins by saying, yad, yad bandava. Bandava means uh, friendship. So by whose friendship? Arjun, of course, was victorious in the, in the great battle of Kurukshetra against great odds. And he attributes that to to Krishna, Krishna's mercy, Krishna's saving him and helping him. And so he uh, describes himself here as Yadbandava, because I had the friendship of Krishna. And uh, so, the, so the, the, again, the simple Sanskrit sentence is in the second line, there's the word aham. It's actually written hum with an apostrophe because anyway, it's just Sanskrit um, euphonics, but or Sunday, but um, it's aham. I tatare. I crossed. 
I crossed crossed over Abdim, uh, the ocean. So th that's the simple Sanskrit sentence at, at the simplest level. I crossed the ocean. So what is the ocean? It's the Kuru Balabdim. It's the it's the ocean of the Kuru army. And of course, it was an alliance. It was an allied army. They had many, many uh, kingdoms participating on their side. Actually, the, the Kurus had more allies than the Pandavas. Interesting, because for one thing, because for many years, the Pandavas had been in exile, whereas the Kurus or Yodana had been in power, and so he used those many years in power to bribe a lot of people, to form alliances. And so Arjun says, I crossed that Kuru Bala Abdim. Bala means strength or force, also means army. So I crossed the ocean of the Kuru army. And that ocean was Anantaparam, which is a sort of a common expression. Prabhupada translates it insurmountable in the word for words. Para means uh, like the far shore. Like if you're, there's a big lake or, or a sea or an ocean, then the, par, the far shore is called para. And so Ananta, just sort of the endless far shore, in other words, there was, it was like this endless array of the Kuru army so the there was no end that you couldn't it was you know you couldn't reach the other side of it. There were just so many soldiers. So that's the expression in Antaparam. And so I crossed that because of Krishna's friendship, I crossed that ocean of the Kuru armies, really army it should be plural there. Anyway, I won't go into the details. Anantaparam, which just, and that, that the Kuru armies just had, there was no end to them. That, that's really what it's saying. There was, there was just, it's an ocean without a, without a far shore. Because the Kuru armies are described or, or compared in a metaphor to Abdim, the ocean. So the Kuru armies were an ocean and there was just, there was no far shore. You, you can't cross it. So it's an uncrossable uh, ocean of enemy forces, and yet Arjuna says, but I did cross it. Eko, alone, I actually crossed it alone. Ratena, with a chariot, I was able to cross it. Tatare, I crossed it. And that Kuru army was a Tiriya Satvam. Satvam means many things in Sanskrit. Uh, I mean, goodness here, it means force or strength. And Atiria means it was just too powerful. Their strength was just too powerful. It was, it was, um, and yet somehow I crossed it. So Arjun himself was astonished, remembering like, how could that have happened? And he realized it's because I had the friendship of Krishna. So then Arjuna says, Pratyahritam. So this is, uh, yeah, if you're interested in Sanskrit, the hurta, hurta means taken. Taken, like uh, it said that Krishna is called Hari because he takes away our suffering. That's the verb her, which means to take. So, and then ahurta means sort of like taken, taken back. And then prati uh, means sort of a, when you take it from someone, you're you know opposing someone, you take it back from them. 
So what did Arjun take back from these enemies? Bahudanam, great wealth, much wealth, literally much wealth. Uh, Jamaya, Arjun said, by me, it was brought back, it was taken away, this much wealth, Padesham, uh, from the enemies. And this wealth was Tejaspadam, it was this the... Um, you say in English, not the seated, but it was like the abode of, or just the place of uh, splendor, money maya, made of jewels. Uh, and it was taken, same word again, her thumb, shidobia, from their heads. So this is what went on, apparently, in these wars. The kings, uh, it's not like nowadays where they have these camouflage uniforms and they put this black grease on their faces so they, you know, people can't see them at night. This was a different culture. This was a culture where you just came out right in the open on a battlefield and you just fought and the stronger people won. There wasn't camouflage, there wasn't hiding, there wasn't hiding behind bushes or trees and it was just out in the open, the best side wins the most powerful side so the kings would wear these all these jewels it was like a real sort of to show their greatness to show their wealth they would come out with all these helmets with jewels and then so arjun said i just took it away from them all these very valuable things uh which was also practical because after the battle the pandas would have to govern and you and you can't govern without a treasury and so he was taking this wealth away from them as he was defeating them. So, um, so when you, if you decided to go to war, you were risking your treasury, you were risking a lot of wealth, you were risking your life, of course, and all your power. So uh, that's the first verse. We'll do a few verses today. And then, Arjuna, the next several verses, talking about these battle scenes. So, yo, Bhishma Karna Guru Shalya Chamusha Dabra, Rajanya Varyaratha Mandala Manditasu Agrecharo Mama Viborata Yutapanam, Ayurmanansi Chatrashasa Oja Archa. So, um, so again, um, Yo means the one who, meaning himself, like I'm the one that actually did this. So Chamu, Chamu in Sanskrit also means an army. And so in, in, in the armies of Bhishma Karna Guru Shalya, it's interesting because uh, Arjuna mentions the four great generals of the on the Kuru side, Bhishma, and he, he doesn't put them in order because, I mean, for poetic purposes because of poetic composition and not in order but so there's Bhishma and then when Bhishma was gone there was Guru Drona, Drona Acharya he's the Guru and then after Drona there was Shalya there was Shalya and finally Karna so they're in order except Karna, Karna's put second although he was a fourth general so, Joe Bhishma Karna Guru Shalya Chamusha Dabra Rajani Adabra means not meager, 
not meager, something which there's a lot of it. So Prabhupada translates it immense, immense. And so, um, so in the armies, chamushu, which were manditasu, which were adorned with uh, mandala, the circles of rata chariots, and Rajanyavarya, the best of kings. So in those circles of the enemy, they had all kinds of formations and they had great generals. So, uh, so then Krishna, actually the yo there in the, the first word of the sentence, the first word of this verse actually referring to Krishna, I see now. So agre charo, agre means in front. Charo, so going in front. Agre charo, mama, going in front of me, vibo. Here vibo means a powerful one, and it's actually Arjuna addressing his older brother Yudhisthira. So agre charo, mama, so a powerful one, my brother, going in front of me, ratajutapanam, uh, and going in front of the, like right in front of the uh, the generals, Yutapa means the ones who are leading or protecting all the troops. So that Krishna Ayur Manangsi Chandrasasa Oja Archat. So uh, Krishna Drasha by his glance, just by his glance, like the word Darshan is seeing. So Drasha, simply by his glance. Krishna Archat, he removed the Ayur, the life of the enemy, the, the, of all these warriors. He removed their life. Manangsi, he took away their minds. They were just sort of bewildered they, in the presence of Krishna. He took away their life, their minds, and Saha together with Oja, their, their stamina, their stamina or strength. So all of that, Krishna just took away by his glance, simply by his glance. He took it away from all the chariot warriors, warriors on the other sides. They're specifically mentioned. So again, Arjuna remembering all the almost miraculous events on the battlefield of Kurukshetra. They will do one more verse. So first, Jad Dokshu means uh, in whose arms or, or you know, in, in the protection of whose arms. Ma, me, pranihitang, Guru Bhishma, Karna, Naptar, again, mentioning all the generals. Trigarta, uh, Shalya, Saindava, Bali, Gadhyay, Astrani, Moga Mahimani Nirupitani No Pasprasur Nirharidasa Mivasurani. So Arjuna is saying here that because I was sort of in his arms or in the shelter of his arms, I had been placed there, placed there in the shelter of his arms. Therefore, um, Astrani, the weapons, the weapons, astrani, it's a plural of astra, which were a moga mahimani of unfailing glory. Moga means sort of in vain, like in that famous Gita verse, uh, moga, 
Mogasha, Mogakarmana, so on. So, so Amoga means not in vain, not for nothing. And so the weapons, Nirupitani, which were aimed at me, or Prabhupada says here applied those weapons that were that were that were aimed at me or that were you know engaged against me were amoga mahimani the unfailing power unfailing glory but uh, and, and those weapons were aimed at me by these warriors guru gandrona bhishma karna nupter which Prabhupada translates as buri sarva trigarta king of the Trigarta, Saindava, who is um, Jayadratha from the uh, kingdom of Sindhu, Saindava, Balika Adhyayu. And by Bali, Balika is a very interesting case because um, Balika is the brother, younger brother of Shantanu. So you have Shantanu and then you have um, his two sons, uh, Vichitra, the younger one is Vichitravirya, I mentioned, because Vichitravirya's legal son was Pandu, although begotten by Vyasta. So you have, you have Bodhisattva, and then um, in terms of generations, and then you have Vichitravirya, and then you have Pandu, and then you have the Pandavas. So it's like their great great grandfather. And he's still alive. He's still he's an Asura. He's still in the battlefield. So you had these people with supernatural powers who, you know, so you're in a battlefield and your great great grandfather is not only alive to see the battle, he's actually fighting in the battle. So that's Balika and then Adya, etc. So so all these warriors released these weapons at me, weapons who, who, whose glory, whose greatness, whose strength was just unfailing, and yet not upas prasur, they didn't touch me, the weapons. They couldn't, they couldn't actually touch me uh, because I was in his arms. I was in the protection of his arms. And uh, so Arjun here compares himself to Prahlad Maharaj. Nirhari is, of course, Narahari, Narsingha, Dev, and Dasa, the servant of Narasingha, who of course is Prahlad. So just as all of um, Hiranyakashipu's weapons could not harm Prahlad, so Arjuna said, I was like that. It was like Prahlad and Narsingha. Krishna protected me, and, and all these unfailing weapons, uh, glorious weapons released by all these great warriors, they couldn't touch me. They couldn't uh, literally, could not really touch me. Just like uh, the weapons of Hiranyakashipu could not harm Prahlad Maharaj. So, um, maybe I'll stop here today. And um, so those are these, uh, of course, in the purport probably explains a lot about the Mahabharata, facts, who these people are, and so on. So, uh, see if there are any questions um a little under the weather actually nothing serious hopefully but um so i'm not going to give a long class today thank you all for
tune in, for watching. Um, should I get Paul? Always ask a question. So, uh, so it is all a massive movie, Leela, produced and shot by Krishna, with Krishna himself as the main, or maybe the only, well, the main actor where everyone else, including Arjuna, they were only instruments or props. <laughs> well, <laughs> they're more than props. They're pure devotees, and Krishna loves his pure devotees. So uh, the star, the ultimate star, of course, is Krishna. But yes, Krishna is playing, doing a theatrical production with his pure devotees, whom he loves. And uh, so... Um, I wouldn't say the only actor. Well, I mean, in a sense, you could say the only actor because Arjuna facing all these great warriors, he had to really fight. It's not that he, he was just kind of playing. He was actually fighting. And so the one person who really knew what was going to happen and who had supreme power over everything was Krishna. So in that sense, I could say, all right, your, your statement is correct because Krishna, perhaps the only one who was just completely playing or acting, for example, in our devotional service, we take it seriously. We, we try hard to do the right thing. So, uh, so thank you for that question. Um, so, one more question. I'll translate from Spanish. When Krishna spoke the Gita, in the beginning, he emphasized very much honor. Arjun should not lose his honor. But a few minutes later, he minimized its importance. How do we explain this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's an interesting point that, um, that Krishna told Arjun that if you don't fight, you're going to be dishonored. But then later in the Gita, he tells Krishna, Arjun, you should fight without caring about honor. So, um, not really a contradiction because it's like different stages of treatment. Arjun, Krishna was bringing Arjun back to his consciousness. And so, so Krishna began meeting Arjun where he was at. Like, okay, if you're going to get into this mundane, I can't fight thing, then because, you know, now you are not really going to um, follow spiritual values, but you want to do a human thing, you know, a human being, I can't fight my relatives. Okay, then on the human level, you're going to just ruin your life if that's the level you want to operate on. So having said that to Arjuna, then he tells him, but actually you should operate on the spiritual level in which you, you, you do your duty, you fight without attachment to the result. So it's it's interesting how Krishna did that, but that's what he did. So uh, that's it. That's all for today. So again, it's a little bit of a short class, but I'm uh, recovering from nothing, nothing serious. It's a little flu, cold going around. So I hope you are all well. I hope you're all better than me today. And uh, hope you have, all have a great week. So, uh, Hare Krishna.